Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me in the Quarantine. This it's like redundant at this point. I well, I just I feel like it's kind of like um, I'm obsessed with Bon Appetit videos, and they have Bon Appetit at home, and it just yeah, that's like, what all the adds, late night people are doing. Yeah, it adds a little bit of flair, and I'm all <laughs> I'm here for a little bit of flair. Um, we are recording. You won't be able to tell from how Melissa looks, but you'll be able to tell from how I look. We're changing the time that we're recording this. If you're watching it, we're recording in the morning. Um, and I uh, am waking up. So good morning, everybody, whenever you're listening to this or watching. We usually, well, not usually, quarantine time, we usually record, well, even regular time, we usually record a couple hours later than this. Quarantine time, it's been much later. <laughs> 
started off with us being like, okay, um, well, because like you're not a morning person. I'm normally a morning person, but like you know that quarantine has made me be like, yeah, no, why do I need to be awake for more hours than like right. I need to be? And so we started up being like, oh, like we'll record at like 11, which is normally when we record the podcast when we're mm-hmm. not in quarantine. And then it was like, okay, one, okay, three. Okay, 445. <laughs> and we also have to back. work around Mots' schedule as well. Yeah. Yeah, because Homeboy's got Zooms on Zooms. But it is my favorite. I will, like, listen. Because uh, I'll sit in the living room and he is working in our office. And I'll just, like, sit at the chair closest to the door. My seizure chair. The chair I had a seizure mm-hmm. in. Um, and it is, like, it is, I, it's I'm not going to lie. Like, it's pretty hot to, like, listen to him kind of, like, go in on people at work (laughs) or, like, get into these meetings and, like, talk about all this stuff. And I'm like, damn, boy, like, you... Uh, you that Capricorn energy mm-hmm. and I haven't like you know seen that or heard that really since we like did work together and we weren't dating yeah. and I was like okay flex that muscle, and it's dis- for different too because when you work together he was an assistant uh-huh. now he's risen in the ranks yeah he has <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> and in <too>. your loins <laughs> <laughs> what a good time uh well anything else new with you what's new with you how's your um, um How's your hobbies? Uh, they're going pretty good. I mean, I'm I've finished painting. My garden's going good. Um, one of my tomato plants is like dead, so I don't know what to do Ugh. about that. But whatever. Um, yeah. Next week I'll move into the next phase of like work, <laughs> starting to work out again. Yeah, I'm looking yep. for puppies. I mean, oh. it was gonna be like get my gym, my um boxing bag, but you know. Yeah. Can't go get that. Well, because you're too you're too strong for your for your height and <laughs> your stature. Height. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not height and stature of a child. They so think I that you're get... like uh, like 12 and they're like, <laughs> you got to get a 50 pound bag. And you're like, well, no, not 12. Yeah. It's valid. It makes sense. Yeah. So. Well, I'm excited but... for you to eventually get your bag and we can Me put too. my my Jeep to good use. Mm hmm. As opposed to me just taking for. pictures. It's a cute It car. is what it's made for. I know. I need to take it. We need to take a drive. Mots and I yeah. have been taking drives in his car. And I was like, why aren't we taking one in my car? Like, this could be a car commercial. You could go, like, off-road. I don't know where you would go off-road. I like, where the fuck do you go off-road I in have, L.A.? I have a friend that, um, she's, like, part of this, like, Jeep crew. And they go, like, it is like off-roading. A cult. I know. <laughs> And they go off-roading. <laughs> like, they go on, like, trips where they go off-roading. <laughs> and she's here in L.A., so maybe I can hook you guys up. You well, it makes going. sense that they would need to plan whole trips to go off-roading because it's like, yeah. where do we go off-road? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I should do it. Um, well, guys, if you're new here, this is an advice podcast. Don't blame me. Woohoo. Uh, if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, the phone number is 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And, um, yeah. Shall we get into it? Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 27 and I'm in my first real healthy adult relationship. We've been dating for five months and we were friends before that for like four years from being in the same graduate school program. He's fantastic and we're really happy. But my problem is that some people have made comments about our relationship that really upset me. I think the comments stem from the fact that one, 
people didn't expect him to get into a relationship because he told people that he didn't want to date in grad school and he has big class clown energy so he jokes around a lot doesn't share his feelings and is overall private side note a big reason i know he really cares about me is that he has let me in and been vulnerable two i was previously in a toxic off and on again relationship with another guy in the program who never fully reciprocated my feelings but was a very very happy to dig me around um, everyone knew about it, and there were actually a couple of occasions when I got so upset that I embarrassed myself in public. So when that ex found out about my new relationship, he, of course, had some judgy comments that he made to my friends. He can go fuck himself. But more recently, a girl who's in the program told that same friend of mine that she and another girl had chatted about the fact that my boyfriend and I seemed to be quarantining together when they didn't know we were, quote, even really dating. And that we, they were concerned that maybe I was setting myself up to get hurt again if he didn't actually like me and wasn't serious about me. So um, they've seen me in a relationship with one other person. So I don't know why they're acting like, oh, that's just what she always does. Chase after guys who don't like her. And it's really bothersome that people in my program apparently have this perception that I'm some kind of desperate loser. And they're not concerned about me. Like, no. If you were close enough to me to actually care, you'd already know that my boyfriend adores me. And to be clear, he definitely acts like we're together in public. Well, he did back when we were allowed to leave the house, but he doesn't necessarily confide in friends about it. That's just not him. Also, I love my friend for sticking up for me because she set the record straight with these people, but, like, maybe don't tell me the next time people talk shit about me. I know all this seems very high school, but I swear we are all about to graduate with PhDs. Anyway, I told my boyfriend about this, and he was like, it doesn't matter what they think, because we are happy, and I do like you. And obviously, I know that that's true, but I don't know how to not let it bother me. It makes me want to try to show off my relationship in a way that isn't really genuine, and, like, try to convince him to post me all over social media or something, because I feel some need to prove to these people that he actually likes me. But I know that would innocent cheapen our relationship, which is the last thing I want. Still, I feel like I'm starting to get a complex about this, so I really need some help figuring out how to not let this get me down and not let it interfere with my relationship. Thanks. Bye. Oh, my God. Fucking these bitches need, like, <laughs> you're not busy enough. Right. You're not, I'm like, you, have you to guys be are about, about to be doctors? You're going to have a doctorate? <laughs> you're going to have a DR before your name and some letters after? Like... They're going to have AMA after. <laughs> Drama! <laughs> that was good. To, thank was you so really much. Good. I wasn't even listening to the end of what you were saying because I was like, spell drama right. Spell drama right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, uh, I've been watching a lot of TikToks. I'm getting funny again in like those short, quippy, like Vine style where you're like, I'm only funny in short bits. God, yeah, this is dumb i'm gonna say like and i don't know if this is like necessarily like what you want to hear but the reason why you feel the need to prove is because like it's getting to you in a way that it yeah it's feeding on an insecurity that you have that i think we, we always want to be like we always think that our insecurities are rational like it's like oh well no i mean i have like you're even saying like he adores me i have no reason to feel this way and like so I know that he likes me. So like, I'm really secure in it. But I think if you 100% were, this wouldn't phase you as much. And I think there is a part of you that like, 
That's like, it's like your worst possible outcome mindset of being like this. What if they're right? There's like a point two point zero 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 one percent chance where there's that little, little part of your brain and it's feeding on that. Mm -hmm. And I think the way that you have it not get to you and have it not affect your relationship is communicate with your boyfriend. I think that's like, I mean, that's always the answer, but I think the more that you can focus on like making sure that you feel secure regardless of this happening, like regardless of like, oh, okay, this is fine. But like, if it's getting to you in that sense, I think the, the answer is just shutting out those people, telling your friend and whoever's telling you like, don't talk, talk to me about this. Like, I don't want to hear about it. Mute those people on social if they're like being annoying and then just focus on you guys, like just focus on like date nights and quarantine and doing all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and building your own relationship because you don't need to prove it to anybody. I think you do kind of need to prove it to yourself because I think you're kind of writing off the fact that you do feel a little bit like worried and insecure about it as like, oh, I shouldn't because I have no reason to. You're allowed to have like, you're allowed to just have like, re- not reasonable, I was gonna say reasonable doubt, but like, <laughs> you're just allowed to kind of be a little, like you got burned in your last relationship. You're allowed to just be like five months in, you're still really got Like you've been friends before, but this is like a new, it's mm-hmm. a new thing. And I think that you have to, um, it's okay if you're not 100% confident in it right now because it is still pretty early. And I think focusing on your relationship, uh, focusing on your relationship and just building your relationship will make you more confident in your relationship. Right, right. It's like, let filter out all the outside noise because it's not about them. Like, they're not the ones in the mm-hmm. relationship. And I know it's super hard not to hear or, like, want to show him off, but, like, like your boyfriend said, it doesn't matter. Like they're not the ones at the end of the day that are going to be there for you. They're not Mm -hmm. even your friends. They're just people that are talking behind your back. So you tell your actual friend, like, I don't want to hear that shit. And, um, just don't, you don't, all you have to do is be their classmates. And I know like with the PhD program and you probably were in your master's program with them too. You guys have all, like you said, you've known each other for a while. So you've like, been these are your like core group of people that you've been around all the time but like once you guys graduate like it doesn't matter like you're not they're not they're clearly not your friends right now so why would you carry them on to the next phase of your life yeah the only thing i'd say as like a devil devil's advocate sort of thing is we never we usually never do never ever (laughs) um just because i've been I've also kind of been the friend in the sense, figure out why your friend is telling you. And like, if your friend is just that kind of word vomit, doesn't really filter, just set it not like really not thinking about it and thinking it wouldn't phase you at all. But it also might be a way for your close friend to say that that's how they feel by putting it on other people who that's aren't true. as close. So I would just have an open conversation with your friend about it. And that's not me saying that that's definitely what they're doing. I think also sometimes it could be either she is like a little, she or he, I don't think you like specified or whatever, they, um, that they 
that they feel this way and this is a way for them to tell you or they feel the exact opposite. So them telling you this, it's like not even on their radar because it's like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, how dumb is everybody else? Like, listen to how stupid this is because they're so on the same page as you and so confident in your relationship. Or they're like, I was going to say, or they like are just being the bone collector and they don't want it to get back around that people were talking about you and she was there. And um, she didn't say anything like she's letting, you know, like being a good friend that yeah. she heard this. This is what said. But like, you know, don't yeah. listen to them. And I think the first time someone tells you something that like hurts, even if it's on- like and it's honest and it's like, well, I really wanted to tell you because I didn't want to keep something from you. You can say like, thank you so much. I'm really glad you told me this first time. If this happens again, like I'm good. Like I heard yeah. it once. I don't need to keep hearing it again because it isn't relevant to your life at all but um but yeah I would also just just enjoy being in your relationship Mm -hmm. and if you feel insecure about it or you feel like some type of way don't hesitate or shy away from talking to your boyfriend about it because it's a totally valid feeling to have especially five months into a relationship regardless if other people have made this kind of commentary. So don't let this commentary make you feel like that kind of stubborn thing. Like if there ends up being bumps or things that you're like uncomfortable with or like situations with him that feel like icky or like that you're that hurt your feelings, don't feel like you have to kind of like grin and bear it because you want to prove everybody wrong. Yeah, that's true. But if you guys can get through quarantine together, you can probably get through anything. Yeah. Also, just like those judgmental people. Like, first of all, I know people who like, are not like even like necessarily like dating dating who have been who've like quarantined together like yeah. come on like they are just fucking bored yeah they're bored and they're probably a little bit jealous too because he's the guy that said he wouldn't settle down with anybody but you got him yeah no that's the they're they've definitely tried yeah. Or like talked about it or been like, oh, or like it'll be like, oh, he'll never get with any of us. Like, you know, he's just going to like get with somebody like totally random. And it's like, yeah. oh, no, he didn't. Never mind. <laughs> Fucking dumb. Yeah. But um, yeah, best of luck. Uh, stay safe in your quarantine. Hope you guys are uh, doing each other safely. <laughs> Five months in, you're like. Hey. Yeah. And they've been friends for four years, too. Oh, so. oh that sexual tension. Yeah. It builds. Fucking mm-hmm. builds. Uh, okay. On to the next one. Hello, Megan and Melissa. I am 20 years old, and I am calling for advice regarding a situation with one of my guy friends. So I have a really close guy friend who we're going to call Brandon. Brandon and I are very close, but 100% platonic. Truly, like, brother and sister. And a few months ago, Brandon started dating this new girl who we're going to call Becky. And Becky was really cool. She fit right in with our friend group, and all of our friends kind of became friends with her very quickly. Her and I became very good friends, uh, but of course, not nearly as close as me and Brandon because Brandon and I have been friends for much longer. And yeah, so I would also like to note that Brandon and I do not discuss him and Becky's relationship when we talk to each other. Like, I have never asked about the inter working their relationship he has never shared that with me that's just not my place and i'm sure that she would not appreciate him going and telling one of his like female friends details about their relationship so like that is never a discussion that happens like i said all of our conversations are 100 percent platonic um recently it has become very clear that their relationship is sort of on the rocks there's been lots of tension 
uh, over it just within the group because she is sort of integrated into our friend group. Uh, and like I said, he's not told any, me about any of this. He has told mutual friends of ours who has been shared the message with me. And uh, the other day, our mutual friend, we're going to call him Dylan, was talking to me and sent me a screenshot of a text that Becky had sent him saying that he was, she was worried that Brandon was going to leave her for me, which really shocked me. I don't know where that is coming from. I tried going over all of our past conversations and text messages to see if anything could give that impression, and I really don't think it does. Everything has always been 100% tonic, and I try to keep very healthy boundaries between me and him because I don't want her to ever feel like I'm coming after her, her boyfriend. And all of our mutual friends have said similarly that they thought our boundaries were healthy. I just want to know what y'all think, if there is anything that I could do to reassure her without her knowing that this was information was given to me without her consent. And also, like, if there's anything that I could have done that could make it seem, I don't know. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the situation, and I'd be happy to give more information if you'd like. Also, I'm an Aquarius and a Type 2 on the Enneagram, if that helps. Uh, please and thank y'all so much. Have a good day. Everybody needs to butt out of everybody else's fucking relationships. Yeah, that's true. But this is like the op. We were, we're hearing the other girl's story. Like you yeah. know, we've heard before. Like the girl that's I. My boyfriend has this girl that he calls his sister, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Now we're getting the sister side of the yeah. story. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've been this girl. I've a hundred percent been this I mean, girl. Yeah, like I'm friends with a lot of dudes. You know exactly. And I think that's um, it, it's a it's a it's a also it's a weird person to be because movies and everything tells us that like oh like the heterosexual man the heterosexual woman like the guy the guy and girl who are friends like no they're never just really friends mm-hmm. and like it's always it's more likely than not or not more likely than not but more common discussed of oh this girl who's like totally into my boyfriend and like definitely wants him and all of that it just feels a little bit rarer to like hear this side of it and the one who's like oh I'm friends with a girlfriend like we get along blah 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 it has nothing to do with if I I'm going to bet it has nothing to do with you because like mm-hmm. you clearly don't have feelings for him. And I think if you if you were even flirting with him a little bit, you would feel like embarrassed and be like, oh, my God, like there would be this like, oh, shit, like, oh, this flirty friendship we have like this is totally crossing the line. But I just I don't know. I I, I think I think you haven't done anything. And I'm also going based off of like when I've been in your position, she, but that's also to say that he hasn't done anything. And that's like, he, there is a, a high likelihood that he's just talked about you. And maybe Mm -hmm. before that they were official, like maybe you were a name or she saw you on his Instagram or something that you were a person of note that kind of made her be a little wary. And then she got to know you and she liked you. And then from there, her liking you and thinking you're cool makes that insecure part of her brain go, well, then he must like her and think she's cool. Yeah. Because it'd be easier if you fucking sucked. Like, if you fucking sucked and she hated you, then she can kind of rationalize, 
or possibly rationalize in her head. I like my boyfriend. My boyfriend likes me. I am so different from this girl. This girl fucking sucks. So therefore he likes me, not her. But if you guys vibe and you get along or if he's ever said that like, oh, I think you guys will be friends. I think you guys are really similar. It's all just kind of those like little red flags that he might have no idea. Like, I don't know that he has feelings for you at all. It's more likely that he just really cares about you and really likes you and Mm -hmm. that he just has talked about you in a positive way and she's kind of attached those things together. Um, But yeah, I think also it's, I think it also kind of makes a lot of sense when you date versions of like as a straight dude when you date versions of your female friends but the versions that you're sexually attracted to like it's like these are the same kinds of people that you get along with and this just happens that you're also like sexually attracted to them so I think it can breed a lot of insecurity because it you you can see similarities in you and these other girls and all of that stuff but I think the the number one advice I would give is to tell your friends who are showing you this kind of stuff and things like that. Like, don't send this. Like, let's not do this. Let's not get involved in their relationship. But I will also say it is a little, not that I'm gonna, I'm giving a lot of credit here. It's a little suspicious that it's a text message between, she called him Dylan, Dylan and Becky, that then, or she, maybe Dylan was the other friend who showed it to her. Yeah. There's a screenshot between the couple that the, the, the boy sends it to his friend and then his friend shows it to you. It's just like, to me, that's just also immature. Stirring the pot for no reason. Yeah. Like that's the part that I think like you shouldn't know. I've always had a hunch. It wasn't until like friends of mine, like then like the couple split that they were ever like, yeah, I was like, so can you finally admit that they fucking hated me? But it was so much like, not that was not even addressed when it was like active or happening and I think the fact that like he's kind of participating in the drama is a not a good sign for their relationship but also I would just take it upon yourself to remove yourself from that narrative because I think he is kind of casting you as like the one that got away yeah yeah and for anybody that might be saying like we're getting giving hypocritical advice because like before we were saying if you were um the sister it might it probably isn't like the sister she's into him and he's into her and they're probably cheating this isn't the same situation because no this this caller she's like she's friends with him and her it's a completely different situation um but i I mean, you're chill. You're like me and Aquarius, and we we're just like buds with people. Yeah, people just and like it's not us, like and she's they gravitate saying, to us. And you're I was not gonna say, like it's not like she, I was gonna say <laughs> it's not like she's saying it's not like she's she's wondering how she can reassure the girl without letting her know she knows. Yeah. Versus, hey, should I talk to the guy about it? Right. And that like right. talking and to you, the guy about it is like, oh, maybe he's got feelings for me. Like, let me figure it out. Yeah, and you're never, and you're, and you even said like you guys don't talk about his yeah. relationship with her because it's not your business, and like it's still not your business. But now she and this other he's making it your business is making it your business. So, um, yeah, I would, I would just like evaluate the friendships and see what you actually want to hold on to because I mean it's in your friend. 
circle, their friend group. Mm-hmm. And if they break up, it's like people are going to choose sides. So, yeah. I also think that while I think you should talk to your friend uh, who showed you the text, I think you should be like, hey, don't like let's not like gossip about this and heads up I'm gonna fucking talk to him about it and then talk to him about it and say I know we don't talk about your relationship but I saw this message from her and like I was under the impression that like her and I were cool and like clearly we're not and clearly there's some things there so like why like let's figure out why she had like have that conversation with him because I, and again, I've I've had that before where it's like they're like, oh no, I've just like said this and this. I'm like, okay, no, you can't say that because mm-hmm. it's it's coming off in a totally different way than you're intending it to be. And you're not thinking that it's going to because like she's playing cool with it and pretending it's not getting to her, but it is. And that's what it kind of sounds like. And I think as much as like you clearly don't want to be involved in their relationship, which is you shouldn't be, he is involving you without you knowing what he's saying. So you need to know what he's saying because otherwise I don't think you can address it at all. And I think even from there, once you find out if he's like saying some shit that like makes you uncomfortable or makes you feel weird or like, oh wow, clearly his girlfriend, if you're being used as like a scapegoat to make his girlfriend, like if you're being used to make his Mm -hmm. girlfriend jealous or make her feel a certain way, then I think from there, like fucking give him a piece of your mind and then talk to her and just be like, hey, I want to let you know that like I had no idea he was saying this kind of stuff. Like that is not how I feel. Like I think you're an amazing girl and like it really hurts me to know that like my name was used in a way to like make you feel like insecure or jealous or anything. And like I just want to let you know that that's like not how I feel about him and like not the relationship I want to have with him because I think it'll also it'll show you a lot about his character too because... But also, yeah, and and again, it's not even necessarily, he didn't necessarily, hasn't done it on purpose, but you can also kind of see how callous and, like, he's being with it where he's not even, like, really, like, thinking about her feelings. Mm-hmm. Hello, Megan and Melissa. So this week, California State University officially canceled in-person classes in the fall due to the COVID-19 situation. Um, as a high school senior, this news has really sparked some anxiety within me. While I'm not going to that particular school in the fall, it just feels like the first domino in a series of unfortunate events. Overall, I have coped pretty well with all of the other changes and cancellations, but this one has really affected me differently. I have pretty much been a loner throughout high school. I don't have many friends other than class acquaintances, and to be honest, there aren't many people that I know of that I'm truly interested in being friends with. I'm a Virgo, so I really struggle with vulnerability, and I know this has contributed to my issues with making friends. While I am good at being alone and entertaining myself, I really do want things to be different for me. Throughout high school, I have always said to myself that things would get better for me in college. While I know this is unhealthy, I've used this idea of college as a crutch to excuse my anxiety around making friends. But now, with the prospect of having my first year of college taken away, I am left essentially friendless and with no real way to meet new people due to quarantine. Do you guys have any tips for coping with this change or making friends in this age of isolation? Thank you guys so much. Love the podcast. Bye. Good thing is you're like, do every, not, but I mean, majority of people are going to be in the exact same boat as you, which is a sad but like good fact and and, and truth because yeah. i think it's so fucking common like so common um to i mean to excuse anxiety as a kid growing up in general 
Um, and like, because you think like, oh, I'm shy. Like this is this kind of way versus those like visceral, like anxiety reactions. And also to kind of feel when you've grown up with the same group of people, it feels so much harder because like they're seeing you through all of these different phases and who you're becoming. And so it can kind of feel like you're, you're, you're like transforming and shape shifting every year and it might not feel as easy to be authentic. And so I know a lot, a lot, a lot of people, honestly, probably like the vast majority of people I went to high school with the second they were like freshmen in college, like it was a complete shift and a total change. So I, I wouldn't beat yourself up about it because I think that's a really, really, really normal thing. And I think that you're going to be in a freshman class with a bunch of other people with that exact same mindset. Mm-hmm. And this and is going to be the only way situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I know that you're, you know, like you're looking, you're seeing the future and you're like, I'm going to change when this thing changes. And so I think you're putting a lot of pressure on the future instead of being, instead of concentrating on the present. And I think staying present is something that's going to help you um, manage and cope through this. Um, like everybody in your freshman class is going to be going through the same thing. They're not going to be physically in the same place. You'll have classes online, but you're still going to have, I think that school's still going to be the same. Like as far as, you know, you having class projects and stuff, like you're going to be on zoom calls. You can be in small groups and you can still meet people the same way as you would in school. I mean, there won't be parties to go to, but you'll still you're now it's going to be even better because you're just having conversations with people that you can just get to know online, you know? Yeah. And I think it's like a good I think the Internet can be I mean, it's a double edged sword, but I think it can be a really great place mm-hmm. to like flex those muscles of being yourself and in a safe way that does feel a little bit like more contained. I say safe in like arbitrary ways, but like, it's like you can, it's people whose personalities can shine a lot more over text or just talking because like they get nervous, like in real life. And you're going to be able to, I think, build those friendships in a more controlled environment, which Mm -hmm. is like a Virgo's wet dream. And then when you guys are like, when everything's uh, coming back to normal and you can like meet in person, I think you'll have fostered these relationships. And I also think everybody going through this at those like big transition life stages, like it is so, it is so bonding that you're all like, you're all, we're all trauma bonding essentially. Like it's like jumping out of planes in the bachelor. It it, it is, you've gone through this thing together and everybody's going to be at that same like, like socially deprived, like I want to meet people. I want to hang out with people. I want to talk to people that I think that you're going to find that professors, teachers, the college in general is going to go out of their way to make more instances to recreate a version of the social scene Mm -hmm. in the Corona times. And I think if you are someone who like gets friend crushes on people, or even if you don't, I would really focus on that. And like people who like are talking in your class who seem cool, or even just like doing some like Facebook stalking. If you guys are in like a Facebook group of like, a, this is like the freshman class or something like that. And seeing people who have common interests, I think reaching out to people and just like talking to them and getting to know them, I think is, is gonna be what everybody's doing. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that you need to, I mean, I'm not going to say you don't need to feel anxious because I think it's a totally valid feeling, but I think 
if it makes you feel better, everybody else, regardless if they have a history of anxiety or not, is going to feel like this. Regardless mm-hmm. if they're the most popular kid in school, had a huge group of friends, this is uncharted territory for them and for everybody. Yeah. And so I think that it'll also, it's a, it, it's unprecedented times. It's a weird, it's, it's all very weird, but you're all going through it together. Mm-hmm. And I think that the more authentic that you can be and just feeling comfortable being yourself, it's a great practice to make friends too. Cause also like, there's not really, you don't have to have follow through. Like you, right. like you don't like, you don't have to see them every day and in class and be like, Oh, I don't really like this person. But now they sit next to me every day. And like, we have to hang out and talk to each other. I think you'll also be able it kind of eliminates social groups and social circles that I think it'll actually really expand in the kinds of people that you're meeting. But I would sign up for anything that your college starts to offer of anything that's just fun and like recreational. I would sign up for everything, even if it's things that you don't necessarily uh, already have an interest in because Mm -hmm. sports aren't a thing now and all of this stuff, like it's all going to be everybody. You're not going to walk into something or not walk in. You're not going to like zoom in, drop in to something that everybody else like that everybody else is already good at and you're not like it is just everything's new and different but yeah yeah join a whole bunch of clubs um talk to people in your class in small groups um I feel like school um I don't what are they called not like counselors but whatever I forgot what the equivalent is in college but they're gonna do a lot like Uh, smaller interest groups are going to do a lot to try to increase student engagement and then like school therapists are going to be readily available because they know that this is a trying and difficult time for people not just because you're going you're making the transition from high school to college but because we're this is becoming a new normal and they're Mm -hmm. and everybody's trying to figure out how to transition to that so just take advantage of everything that your school has to offer they're still gonna have like the freshman opening thing that they ceremony thing that they have where they're gonna talk everybody's gonna be like in a big group to talk to each other they're gonna break up into smaller groups they're gonna everything's still gonna be there it's just gonna be at your fingertips instead of in person yeah and then eventually it'll be in person yeah and that it is something to like look look forward to. Okay, guys, we're gonna take a prick a, qu- a prick. Oh my, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back. Imagine if we did take a prick break and go get dick down during the break. Oh, I thought you <laughs> meant like versus like hitting like no, with no, needles. No. Come on now, this is me. I know. I was like. Okay, guys, we are back from our break and we're getting to the rest of the calls. Hey, Megan and Melissa. Hope you're doing well this quarantine season. So I wanted to bounce an idea off of you. So Pride is coming up next month and it got me thinking because within the last year, I realized that I'm asexual and it was a pretty big deal to me because 
it, when I kind of came to that realization, everything fell into place, honestly. Why I am the way I am, all the relationships I've built, the way I behaved myself previously, it all made sense to me at the time. So it was a pretty big deal to me. So what I wanted to do for Pride, or what I was thinking about doing on Pride, is uh, making like a coming out on social media. Nothing too grandiose or anything, maybe a post or something. However, it comes with the caveats because um, I live in a country which is not accepting of LGBT at all. And I, I feel like asexuality is not even widely understood, even in more liberal communities at all. So that's one thing to consider. On the flip side of it all, uh, while this information is also bursting out of me and it kind of wants to be shared with the world because it was such a huge deal to me and understanding of myself, there is also part of me that's saying, hey, this is very private. Maybe we shouldn't share it with the world. Maybe it's something to be kept closer to heart, if you will. So... I'm on any given day, I'm kind of swaying between these two options and opinions within myself. And um, I understand that you're not part of the LGBT community. and But I still wanted to get your perspective on this, on coming out and whether or not it needs to happen. Or is it something that you can just keep to yourself and uh, all of that. So I would appreciate uh, hearing your thoughts on this. So thank you, guys. First of all, I fucking love your accent. I know. Like, like read me porn. Like, I, that was just like, what you, you could, said, you grandiose. You can go to, uh, uh, what's it Dipsy? called? Dipsy. And, yeah. and apply to be one of the narrators. Honestly, do it. Um, this is hard because I think you're right in everything that you're saying. Like, I think that you don't have to come out if you don't want to. And I think the hardest part for this, for you, I'm assuming, is the fact that you you sway back and forth of some days, like this is like this huge revelation. I didn't say. You said it correctly. You okay, didn't say revelation. You said yes. revelation. Revelation. We are not dancing. Um, so I think that there's this, like you said, that's like it's bursting out of you that you really want to share because this has been so helpful for you. And then there's the other part of you that, like, on the, like you're saying, on the other days, you just like want to, you feel like you should keep it private. I think that you can do, this is not helpful, but like you can do whatever you want to do. Like yeah. I know people who never came out and like, they're dating whoever they're dating and like, or they're into whatever they're into. And like us as friends, we know, but like there was never a conversation. And then I have other people I know who like had a, like had made a big to do of mm -hmm. it, which neither of them, both of them are right and correct. I think the thing that you need to assess and like, maybe it's honestly just making a pro con list for yourself the number one thing is safety. Like if you are in a place, even if you're if you're saying you're not in a location where it's widely recognized or it's like approved of, are you surrounded by people? Do you live with people? Do you have people in your life who you feel safe around? And you know that if you said this and you told them this, that it wouldn't put you in physical or like mental danger. It wouldn't put you in harm's way. And then from there, I think like if you're in an accepting bubble in this like bigger world that isn't for where you live, 
I also think that like, if you want to do a coming out, you can like, if you want to post it on Instagram, just turn comments off or just turn yeah. it off for like people you're friends with, or even on Facebook in that kind of way. Like you can do that and not let other people feel like they have the right to have an opinion on who you are as a person. Yeah. Because they don't like you can have an opinion on a lot of but like no, they, I don't think opinions on like things that have nothing on people. I mean, some people, but like it's just if you can find a way to celebrate it in a way that you feel is like really great for you. And maybe that even just means like telling your close friends. That's like, what I was going to say. Having doing like a coming out to maybe your close friends and close family or people that you trust Mm -hmm. um come out to them and if like if you want like something to celebrate or or talk about because you said a lot of people don't talk about it then talk about it to the people close to you it doesn't have to be to everyone yeah um because we all have follow people or have people follow us that aren't necessarily our friends that mm -hmm. even at the end of the day they don't actually care about us you want maybe you just want the people that care and love you to know yeah, because then they're invested in how how like eye opening and like solidifying in your feelings and like understand this made you understand yourself. Mm -hmm. The people who also really know you, they're going to get that same feeling. They'll be able to like be in that with you versus people who like are just fucking onlookers and don't know shit about you yeah. or your life. Um, I also think you can even just like even if it's just like putting uh if I, I'm not, I'm not totally aware if there are, cause I know there's like, there's the pride flag and I know there's the, um, uh, the trans, trans, I think it's a transgender or the non-binary yeah, transgender, yeah. all, all of that stuff. So I don't know if there's one specifically for, um, asexuality, but if there's like any, like even putting something like that in your bio or like those little things that like can make you just feel a little more. I don't know, a little, I, I, like a little, like you can take those little steps without having to go all the way there. But also if you want to go all the way there and you just feel like no one else has done it that you've really seen. So you feel like you shouldn't feel this way or you feel like everybody feels this way, but they just don't do it. And like, you're not supposed to do it. There's no right way to do it. Like go with what is like the safe place for you and makes you feel the best and is like the most authentic to you. So I think honestly, a pro con list is like a really great way to do that. Like, yeah, find, figure out if the reason why you feel like you shouldn't need to talk about it is because some people feel like they don't need to talk about it, but yeah. neither one of those things make the other one any less valid. Hey guys. So I'm 21 years old and I'm a Pisces. I've never been in a serious relationship. I used to have really low self-esteem. However, college has given me a lot more self-confidence, which has led me to explore a lot more sexually. However, I don't think I did this in the best way since I lost my virginity to a guy who didn't have good intentions and really did not care about me. And it has led me down a similar path with other guys. Now I feel like a hoe, like I'm always just like used for my body and I have a difficult time to say no. I tend to sleep with guys after the first date because I want to come off as a chill girl, but like deep down I am very emotional. So now that you guys have a backstory, I met this guy that I was in a class with, and then we matched on Tinder. We ended up sleeping together, and he'd spend the night often before we had to move home because of the pandemic. I felt like we were on the same page. I thought we had both liked each other a lot, and we had continued to talk for a couple of months. However, even though we kept talking, it never felt like it was going anywhere. He has a tendency to come and go as he pleases, leaves me on red for days, and has never asked me out on a real date. I'm trying to cut things off with him. However, our past has made things difficult. 
My question is, how do I avoid this situation in the future? Because I do really want a relationship. It just seems like the guys I'm attracted to never want the same things as me. Thank you. Oh, I am going to come at this. Not harsh way at all. Um, I think that you're still insecure. And mm-hmm. I don't think that you... I think that you feel like you're not anymore. And that this was that thing that cure, you, you still are. And... It's not that the guys that you're attracted to are this. It's just that the guys who are kind of giving you this instant gratification are these guys. And you're able to like right off the bat. And I say this as like an extremely insecure person. Um, When you seek out these like very typical fuckboy kind of dudes it's self-sabotage. Like mm-hmm. you, like in the back of your mind, you know what's going to happen. And it can be from an insecurity point of like, I deserve this. This is like what I deserve. I deserve to be treated like this because like, I'm not happy with myself. But then also it's a safe, you've never been in a really, it's a safe thing. You know, the outcome, even if you don't necessarily like, it's not the forefront of your mind, like subconsciously, you know what the outcome is going to be. Like it is safe. You are doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you know what the result is going to be. And I think as much as you hate it, I think subconsciously it's also comforting because it keeps you in that safe zone of I'm going to sleep with these guys on the first date and then it's not going to end well, but I've know how that works like you don't have to be as vulnerable in that sort of sense and I think you really 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 need to like evaluate the fact that like saying that like I just like I like I'm having sex even though I don't want to because I want to be like a chill girl like that's like I hate that yeah I think you need to take a break in this Mm -hmm. quarantine time might be the perfect time to do it to evaluate not only just like what you want but like who are you because Mm -hmm. you're putting on a front to everyone to be who you think they want you to be and not who you actually are so take some time to yourself and see what you actually want from do you actually want a relationship and if you have if you're in a relationship what do you want from the guys because and what do you bring to the table yeah like what is like yeah yeah yeah, what do you bring to the table? And also, like, for this other, this guy that you, that you, like, liked and you thought that the relationship was, was going somewhere, maybe it was, but, like, you don't know how he's coping with how, like, the whole pandemic is. And mm-hmm. maybe, you know, like, he does like you or did like you, but this isn't just, like, the time that he wants to be in a relationship or get into a relationship. So, again, just take the time for yourself. Yeah. And stop trying to be chill. Like mm-hmm. that is such a fucking it, cool it doesn't girl. exist. It, do, it's, no. it doesn't fucking exist at all. Unless and, you are that person. Like you shouldn't be trying to be the cool person. Well you then know, if you're a cool girl, like I I it's not it's you don't have to tr- like that's, that's just who I'm you saying. are. Yeah. And therefore it's not are. cool. It's, it's not cool. The, it's, it's just, just you. you. Yeah. And that's like the I think you have like I'm so sex positive. I am all for having sex with like casual sex, whoever you want to have sex with, consensual sex. Like that is what I'm all about. But you are having sex with people that you don't really want to have sex with because Mm -hmm. 
or even if you don't have sex with them at that time because you want to be cool and deem chill and cool. And if you feel that pressure there, I mean, there's a societal pressure that I'll say is put on women in general. So it might not even be these like boys putting it on you and making you feel like you need to do this. It can just be like this narrative that we're supposed to do this and we're supposed to feel cool with this and it's totally supposed to be fine. But then I would also evaluate like, just like don't and then see mm-hmm. what happens. And if the guy's like, what? Like, uh, what do you mean? Oh, then he's a tool and he was going to be a tool whether you slept with him or not. And now you know it first. Mm-hmm. And I, and then you're, and it's not, that's not, and I think it can also be hard depending on like your college situation that that's how it seems like everybody gets together. But it's not always like it can be, it can happen for some people. But if you are doing whatever, if you're not wanting to have sex, with these guys, don't have sex don't with them. And if that makes you not chill, then fucking cool. I'm not chill. You're like, not I'm... chill. The thing is, she's not chill. She's just trying to pretend that she's chill. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't sleep with guys because you just think it's the right thing to do. And then saying that you're a hoe, like you're putting that in a derogatory term. Like, yeah, like you can be a hoe and be proud of being a hoe. But like when a hoe you're should using only it, be used as an empowering. Yeah, term. but you're using it as a derogatory term because you're sleeping with a bunch of guys that you don't necessarily want to be sleeping with. So, like I said, you've just got to re- reframe your mindset and figure out who you are and what you want. Yeah, because it's not that you're attracted to these wrong guys. You're also putting on this you're attracting people who you're putting on this front Mm -hmm. and it's attracting these people who match with that front. So when you put on this like casual sex, I'm like, I'm a chill girl. The guys who are going to approach you and the guys who like are going to pursue that and you're going to like talk to are guys who are looking for the same thing. But I think that we think that and I got an argument on Instagram with some girl who like said like, well, why buy the cow when you're getting the milk for free? And I'm like, no one says that about dudes. No, no one is like, dude, like, like, no, like you can't sleep with her because then she'll like never date you. Like it's and I know plenty of guys that won't that don't want to have sex on the first date. Like I know plenty of guys who are like and if, if a girl was very casual about it, they'd be like, oh, I'm into you. I need to back off. Mm-hmm. But we have this idea that like men are these like hypersexual, like super strong things and all they want to do is fuck. And women are just these like crazy emotional things. We're just trying to nail a dude down. And it's like, how do I trap a dude? But like men can be vulnerable. They mm-hmm. can be emotional. They can have feelings. They cannot want to sleep around. And women can be like, fuck these feelings. I want to get like, I want to get my fucking like pussy Mm -hmm. wet. And like, it's all fine. But I think if you're in a circle where it does feel like it's very much these gender norms, it might feel like there is one path to go about this and one path to do this. And there's not like there's, it doesn't have to be like that, but you're right. You have to take that step back and that break. And also the advice I give everybody if you want to be in a relationship, have that in your fucking dating profile right. and have that be a, a topic of conversation that's within the first five fucking messages you exchange with someone. What are you looking for? Because you know what? They're going to like nine times out of 10. Everyone's going to be honest. Like yep. some and this happens all the time where guys tell you that they're trash and it's because they're trash and it's because they want you to know they're laying their cards on the table and hey, I'm 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 not really looking for a relationship. Like I'm a piece of shit. Like I'm a really bad boyfriend. They mean that. 
That's what they mean. And then when like three months down the road, when it's we're wondering why it hasn't been working out, they can loop back to that and be like, I told you. Yeah. And I think a lot of us get caught up in this thing is like, well, every guy, they don't they 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 say they don't want a relationship at first, but then, you know, they'll eventually fall for me. Um, because, you know, on dating profiles, most of the dudes, they're going to tell you, they're like, I'm not looking for a relationship. I just want to fuck. And then, and those Mm -hmm. are the ones that are giving you the attention right off the bat. And so you're going to be, you're wanting to get that attention. So you're going to go after those type of guys, but you've got to take a step back. instant gratification. Yes. And you've got to take a step back and be like, you know what? I may not be like, into I mean most of these dudes that I'm matching with and that are giving me all this attention I've got to like be more selective and say no like this is not what I want and keep working at it until you find the guy that you want because who you're you're gonna put your time and invest in that's going to be the one that you're going to get the greatest return of investment on yeah and I think like I again know guys who have gone on dating apps and have said and I have friends who've been in relationships from dating apps and like when asked very in the very early messages what are you looking for I'm looking for a relationship Mm -hmm. and like but yeah if the guy who has like all these fucking like like shirtless mirror pics whose first message is like sup hottie no like that's exactly like it, it and like those again like when you're insecure those are the instant gratification dudes and it, it, it hits that dopamine right off mm-hmm. the bat and you're like, oh my gosh, I love it. And it's mm-hmm. not, but it's just not that. And what I will also say is this idea that you can like change a dude. You can't. And I've, I've, I've given this lecture to like one of my friends before because their type is not good. And I fucking, and I had to like basically tell them, I was like, and to, well, no, if like they don't want a relationship now, it's like, I don't want a relationship now either. But like, I'd like to get to know somebody and then be in a relationship. And I was like, okay, here's what like us, like women in general tend to do. It's like, we're logical. We're like, okay, yeah, I would like a relationship, but like, I feel weird telling this guy right off the bat, I'd like a relationship because I don't necessarily want a relationship with him. I want to get to know him. And like, I want to like build that up. So you downplay it. And like, you don't want to come across as like this clingy girl. So you're like, oh, I'm just like, like, just like looking to get to know you. And a guy versus a guy, if he says that he is not looking for a relationship and he is like not looking for anything serious, that just that's a period statement where mm-hmm. women it's like a dot 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 i'd like to get to know you see where it goes right the guy they've made up their mind ahead of time if they want to be in a relationship they'll be in a relationship but it doesn't matter how much you win them over in your hookup or whatever you're doing that's not going to change their mindset because their mindset is no not dating this is turned off like i'm just having fun and then it's like they fucking flip the light switch on and then they look for a girlfriend and mm-hmm. I, this is me saying it from being friends with like straight dudes where These girls can be great that they're hooking up with. They're awesome. But if they don't want a relationship and that girl falls into this time period of me not pursuing a relationship, you're not going to be in a relationship with that girl. And there's exceptions to the rule. And everybody thinks that they're fucking exception to the rule. And you're not. You can't change a guy. And you shouldn't want to be with a guy that you can change. No, because he doesn't want the same thing as you. Mm -hmm. And that's what a relationship is. Like you like each other. Yes, but there's this compatibility. And if your compatibility is resting on the fact that you're kind of just like teetering and like hoping that eventually he'll match where you're at and you're downplaying your feelings that whole time, like it's just fucking fake. Like the whole thing is fucking fake. And also 
the right guy will never be scared away by you saying that you're looking for a relationship. That's just not a fucking thing. And it's like, well, I don't want to come off too... Then you're weeding out all the people you should be fucking weeding out. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to say this stuff because you don't want to weed people out, it's because you're afraid. Like, you're afraid of, like, you want to keep those bodies around and you want to keep that because, like, it's possibility and it's what if. And if you never get a solid answer, you can give yourself the answer you want in your head. And it's so much better to just fucking slash through swipe and like get it fucking done and then find the person that you want to be with mm-hmm. do we have another one we got an update <gasps> update what is this from this is from season five episode 24 the original caller she was 16 years old and met this guy on a boat named bob that um was 35 i believe and was wondering if it was weird. Now she's, above, I think, 18 now, and now she's, like, weird. Is it weird that she's wants to remain friends with him and her boyfriend thinks it's weird? Hi, I'm calling to a little, I don't know if it's an update, but just some extra information. Um, I had called in and was on the last episode that you did um, about the man who was 35 that I called Bob, who was, uh, met me when I was 16, and he's part of my family. Um, so my mother was there when we had the interaction on the boat. And another fun fact of all this insanity um, is that that night, after he did find out how old I was pretty fast, because I was very honest about that, pretty quickly after I realized that he was hitting on me, um, I kind of casually brought it up a conversation that, yeah, I'm 16. I'm still in high school. <laughs> um, and he then proceeded to get extremely drunk, which I learned later that he hadn't drank in over seven years. Um, he's a struggling alcoholic. And he proceeded to get extremely blackout drunk on that boat where when he left, he was actually arrested, which I didn't realize um, or find out that until later. But he got really drunk that night on the boat, and he ended up making out with my mother right next to me. Um, because he said that if he couldn't have me, then he would have her, which I um, am actually no longer in communication with him. After listening to your advice and then just looking back on that um, in our all of our interactions, I realized that it was extremely fucked up and that should have never happened, um, and that he's pretty much just a terrible human for doing that, and especially, I mean, till I was 20 years old, having that interaction is just really fucked up. But he, uh, I don't think I will be going to any of the family functions that he may be at. We didn't get together that much anyways, but there were definitely family things that he was going to be at that I am no longer going to be going to. And my mother uh, did support it the entire time, which um, I realized was bad. But but pretty much I didn't hide it from anyone in my life. Um, My friends supported it. My mom supported it, which I now know is really bad. She definitely was like, I don't know, it's a little weird, but, like, I really like him as a person. It's fine. Um, but, yeah, I do realize that that's really fucked up, and that should have never happened. And, yeah, the, we have cut off all communication. So I do appreciate you sharing that with me. So, yeah, I just wanted to give a little bit of an update, and I hope that, that kind of cleared some things up. Thanks. Bye. Wow. I'm like, this is such as like a, a switch, though. It, 
Yeah. It's odd because sometimes, I mean, there's a lot of times that we, 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 we say that when people call in, it feels like they're asking for our permission. And like your mindset from like how I interpreted that first call was so like, it was just defensive and it was just like, it, it was justifying and all of that stuff. And this is just like a complete, complete 180. So I... Yeah, I'm I, I, I'm just like, I'm happy that you have like come to these realizations and you've cut him out of your life. But I'm I think I'm also just like kind of surprised. And it, yeah, it does make me wonder. I think that her how? because her boyfriend was against yeah. it. So I think he had already been in her ear and she thought that he might have been in the wrong because all these people around her were saying, no, mm-hmm. it's totally fine. But he's saying it and then us as strangers who know nothing about it are saying yeah. like, no, this isn't cool. Then she got like confirmation um, and realization that this isn't a situation that she should have been in in the first place. Yeah. And I think also it's uh, knowing the stuff about like your family and your friends and your mom. I think that's the kind of stuff that he is an isolated incident, but that behavior and endo- and like and endorsing that behavior and being okay with it in through these other relationships in your life i'm 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 assuming i'm sure that kind of hit some hit home for you in more places than just this and it kind of adds it adds up once you're like mm-hmm. oh huh like this is not just this one time thing in it and it's it obviously has so much to do with him but i think it also has a ton to do with uh yeah, the normalizing of having these people that you're in your life that you're supposed to care about and like love and trust and they're supposed to like care and love and trust you realizing that this big thing that is so weird was endorsed by them and mm-hmm. you're not at a consenting age of I honestly have anything <laughs> like we don't know what to like. You can't vote at 13. Like mm-hmm. you don't know you what to drink, believe. You can't smoke. 16. No, you're in 16. Not you're in school. Like you're learning and you're being told by adults. You're still learning right and wrong and you're being told that by adults. And so then when that that becomes very skewed, it's fucking confusing. Mm-hmm. And it it can really factor into like it does the choices that you make because yeah, you're not you you don't know any better. But all the adults do. Ugh. I mean, like, I'm I'm so happy for you that, like, you're in a good relationship and that regardless where this relationship goes, that this has been um, an eye-opening thing for, like, you moving forward with your life. But, like, I'm so sorry that this is, like, the the like the like the the hand that you were dealt and that yeah, this and is, everybody like, this, was normalizing this around yeah. you. And it sucks, but I think the just know that it, it can be hard when it feels like 99% are like that and your boyfriend is the 1%. Mm-hmm. But you just stumbled upon and like were born into this group of people that like that's not the norm. And just yeah. know that like all of the comments from this episode, like from that episode and like everybody talking about it, like you are you are so not, yeah, you just got the wrong group of people, but it doesn't, that's not, they don't speak for everybody at all, at Mm -hmm. all, at all. And also it makes ton. if that was like the family that you grew up in, then the friends that you make, that makes sense. Like it, it it all makes sense. And 
we always recommend therapy and we did so much for you, but like, I really, really, really would recommend it because going through those like formidable years and not learning, not, not being looked out for and cared for in the way that is essential for your developmental, like mental growth. Like it is so important to then go to a therapist and really work all of that stuff out and figure out and I don't want to say like grow up because this is all something that I do in therapy a lot. It's like unlearning these behaviors and things that you were taught in like a not supportive or a toxic environment. And it will wholeheartedly make the rest of your life and relationships so much better. But God, oh, yeah. and he fucking made it with your mom. I because can't. Not, not. Uh-huh. He made up with his mom, with her mom made out. With if he can't mom. have her. She's the next best thing. That is awful. It's disgusting. We need to and collect all of these like, men. Yeah, at like 16, you didn't, you thought he was like, I don't even know what you think, but like you're naive no, but- at that age. And you're, you had all these other adults in the room that you were looking towards and getting, thinking that mm-hmm. you were getting like guidance and the right answers, but now that you look back on it it's wrong oh god i'm sorry yeah it's fucking oh i do want to collect all of the men like i just want to say we have had a string of some awful men some Mm -hmm. awful men in these last couple episodes i want to take them all and put them in like a fucking pit and just yeah out put them on a spaceship and just yeah oh Ugh, ugh, ugh. This is just yeah. But I'm 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 happy that you you sound you sound sure of yourself, which is also a very hard thing when you've grown mm-hmm. up with bad influences. It's really you it becomes hard to not necessarily tell between right and wrong. But my therapist says it with like questioning my own reality that like when you you have to unlearn all these behaviors and this mindset and everything like that, and you're doing that as an adult, and it can be like it's like muscle memory and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. So I think when you can speak with such like conviction and like decision with like how you're like how you're moving forward and how you're feeling now and like all of that, that's already like such an accomplishment and a milestone and just like take it day by day. And I like promise you that you're going to come out the other end and feel so happy that that you you've you've been able to like I promise you're gonna have a fantastic fucking group of friends you're gonna have like a great like found family and all of that stuff and it's going to feel so rewarding because you did that that wasn't just something that you were born into and you got handed like you worked your ass off for that and you're gonna get it and that's like an amazing fucking feeling and stay with that feeling too don't don't try to let these other outside forces sway you into believing something that you don't actually believe. Mhm. Mhm. I can't believe I can't believe it got crazier. Like I can't believe it. I know. I hate this man. Also like did he drink because she was 16? Like he hadn't had a drink in 7 years. That's projecting he- as fuck to uh-huh. be like and also, who told you that? Did he tell you that? Manipulative. Right. Did your mom tell you that? Manipulative. Right. Like, it's putting the blame also, on you. Also, he was married. He was yeah. married at this time, too. 
Where was she? Moral of the story, don't go on cruises. Ay, ay, ay. Nasty. Well, guys, um, that is it for our episode. If you guys want to call in for an upcoming one, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on Instagram. We are so close to 10K, which means we can do swipe up links. Please follow. Um, please follow us there. You can follow our individuals. Um, my uh, book is out. You're not special. There's an audio book, too. Lots of lots of all that stuff. Just check the description. Anything else that we want to say? We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator Amanda Lechner. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.